There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Jesus. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Louis Intefel of the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Intefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Fakor Katwa. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God followed with miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Hallelujah. How many, where are my books? How many of you were blessed? by Dr. Kujo. What an amazing teaching on church growth. Why don't you appreciate the man of God? Go ahead and appreciate the man of God. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Signs and wonders for church growth. Hallelujah. Charlie, if you don't listen to this message and do it, your church will finish. Yeah. Sit down there and make yourself a school teacher. How many of you remember in the morning I was talking about that? Mm-hmm. All right. Sit down. So the spirit is speaking. All right. Whenever you hear the Holy Spirit repeat something, Take note of it. Hallelujah. Dr. Kujo, that was amazing. 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 Come on. Clap your hands. Let's appreciate God's servant. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. And I'm excited to announce to you that Dr. Kujo is not finished with us. He'll be with us. Again, tomorrow. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you for a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I preached from the morning to 2 o'clock. But I need to top up a little. There we go. How many of you want a top-up? Do you want a top-up? Hallelujah. Amen. All right, and uh, we'll be closing um, on time. Hallelujah. It's going to be a blessing. It's going to be a blessing. This week is a blessing. Hallelujah. Church growth. I cannot feel you. I said, church growth. It is possible. Hallelujah. Amen. It is possible. 
when you are suffering from barrenness, the church cannot grow. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and do you remember that one of the, 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 the barrenness that we spoke about, that when one of the things that if it does not exist in your church, it means you are barren with signs and wonders. Yes. Signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Charlie, 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 Charlie. Charlie, when you go back to your church, turn yourself into a miracle worker, a prophet, apostle, evangelist, pastor, everything. He said, don't say that this one is for, it's for who? You keep on saying that it's for them. That's why they will go for, to those places. Hallelujah. Now, so in the morning, we looked at the subject of barrenness. Because Bishop Doug says here, when barrenness is taken away, fruitfulness is always the result. So what is blocking you from being fruitful? What is blocking you from growing a large church? What is blocking you from expanding your ministry is a spiritual disease called barrenness. And in the morning, I gave you 21 definitions of what it means to be barren and 20 things that if they exist in your church. It shows that there is barrenness in your church. How many honest pastors and church workers here will say that you saw that you are suffering from barrenness? Can I see your hand? But you are receiving healing in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, for my little session and also tomorrow, I want to share with you the different types. Is it because, because when a woman cannot bring forth, there are so many reasons why that is the case. Yeah. So the symptom is that she cannot conceive. But the causes for the barrenness are different. And there are many. And the doctor's assignment is to diagnose what exactly of all the different causes of barrenness, which one is this woman suffering from? Yeah. It could be that certain hormones, female chemicals that should be produced in her body to make her fertile are not being produced. Either they are not being produced at all or they are being produced in inadequate volumes or quantities. So what we need to do is to Give her some of these chemicals. And then everything is sorted out. 
it could be that the tube, you see, the, the womb, there's a certain line, all right, on both sides, structures. That is where the egg of the woman passes through every month. It alternates. If this month it comes out from the left, the following month from the right. And when the, it is released, it travels, the sperms meet the egg there, and then there is a conception before what is conceived travels back into the womb and stays there to grow. In some women, because of infections and things like that, this pathway, that road, that road is blocked. It's blocked. And that is the reason. So the treatment for that is different from when the chemicals are not being produced. I don't know if you understand that. Yeah. All right. Or it could be that when her husband releases his semen, okay, there are no spams in the semen. So, so a liquid has been released, but there are no spams in it. Or there are spams, but the spams are not many. Remember I told you the man needs at least 40 million. So maybe 10 million, 20 million, 35 million, 30 million. Sometimes, even the spams are enough, but they are weak. Do, do, do you get it? They are weak. So it's, it's just like sending weak. Your army is a weak army. And you are going to fight the, an, the enemy. It will not work. So the point I'm trying to make is that the subject of spiritual barrenness that is causing your ministry not to grow, your church not to grow. Alright? There are different causes. And we need to know each of them so that we can tackle them. Wow. Hallelujah. The first type, the first type of barrenness is called the agar barrenness. A-Q. A-R. A-Q. A-R. And I told you in the morning that don't write plenty. Because, okay, let me, let me give you the chapter so that you... This chapter 11. Alright. So, so don't write plenty. There's a few things. But get, get the book. Church planting chapter 11. There are no m- mysteries. There are no secrets. I'm just sharing with you what my father has written. That's all. Is that a blessing? Is that a blessing? During the lunch break, one of the bishops was telling that they are reading the books. They are seeing the points, but the things that you add to it, you know, we don't see them. <laughs> Amen. Now, this is a Hebrew way. Aga. Can you write it? Put it on this thing. Okay? A-Q-A-R. A-Q-A-R. Alright? Aga. Now, it means the distraction or removal of generative organs. 
the distraction or the removal of generative organs. It also means to have non-functioning organs. It also means to be barren or sterile. Hallelujah. So, when a church and ministry is suffering from agar barrenness, it means that the reproductive organs of that church have been destroyed or removed or are non-functional. That is why you are barren. Amen. Now you can write down some scriptures where you can find this type of barrenness. Alright. Genesis 11.30, the Bible said that Sarah was barren. Put that scripture there. Genesis 11.30. Alright. But Sarai was barren. She had no child. That, that Hebrew word is the word agar. Sarah was suffering from agar barrenness. Her reproductive organs were not working. They, they were dysfunctional. Amen? Alright, you can also find this word in uh, Genesis 25-21 talking about the barrenness of Rebecca. Genesis 25-21 Deuteronomy 7-14 Judges 13-2-3 The mother of Samson was barren. Hallelujah. And first Samuel 2 5. First Samuel 2 5. Hallelujah. Churches, listen to this. Churches or individuals suffering from agar barrenness are deficient in the generative aspects of ministry. Now listen carefully. Why your church is not growing? Why you don't have souls? Why you don't have converts? Why the attendance is not increasing? Why the, the number of people that you have is not going up? We, we, we spoke about all that in the morning. Why you cannot produce pastors? Why you cannot produce leaders? Why you cannot uh, produce yourself. Why you cannot bring forth more churches? It's because your reproductive aspect of the ministry is not functional. This means that they are deficient. Listen to this. You see, I'm, I'm really taking my time. Because, because we are in the teaching hospital. How many of you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Are we patient? Dr. Kujo taught us to be patient. Yeah. You see, we have church members who come and they look at their time. They say it's 30 minutes. They have to go. And they have forced us to reduce our services 
to a one hour service. And in the name of having uh, been uh, seeker friendly, seeker friendly church. Yeah. And so they come and they have received nothing. They came empty and they went empty and they are the same. Yeah, that is the challenge. That's the challenge. But you see, we must know that that is a lie from the devil. Hallelujah. The Bible says, who has woes? Who has contentions? Who has redness of eyes? It is they that tarry long at the wine. Yeah. We must teach our people to tarry long at the wine of the anointing to be affected. Hallelujah. So that was very powerful. Are you going home? Now listen to this. This means they are deficient in the outreach and fruit-bearing aspects of church life. When when you are suffering from agar barrenness, all right, you are deficient in the outreach and the fruit-bearing aspect of your ministry. They are unable to give back to other churches and to grow the churches. Said churches have many activities. Listen to this. Said churches have many activities, but programs that generate new members, new churches are absent. How many of you can understand that? Yeah. So, there are no soul winning activities. There are no outreaches. There are concerts. There are finance seminars. There are marital seminars. There are prosperity encouragement conventions. Are you getting that? And other such programs. But there, there are no systems, no activities no structures in the church that make sure that outreaches so winning are carried out on regular basis. So, so there is no bringing forth the, the organ for, for reproducing and bringing forth souls are not functioning. Sometimes they are there. You have an you have a outreach department, but it is just there by name. I hope you are listening carefully. You see, because God is showing you what you must go and do. And I'm going to show you how to treat this problem. I'll start today, I cannot finish. 
But I'll continue. God willing tomorrow. Hallelujah. Every minister must consider the outreach aspect of his ministry. Do you have crusades? Do you plant new churches? The absence of crusades, breakfast meetings, witnessing campaigns, and church planting shows a deficiency in the generative aspect of your ministry. And this is one of the main problems we have in the church today. There are all kinds of problems, all kinds of programs. We are having gospel explore. And when we have gospel explore, we are worshipping, we are singing, we are edifying ourselves. At the end of it, we don't even have altar calls. But you see, that gospel explore, you could have geared it towards soul winning. You could have done a massive mobilization towards sinners and brought them and made them part of your gospel explore. They will have enjoyed the worship. They will have enjoyed the praise. They will have enjoyed all of that. And at the end of it, we have said, my brothers and sisters, you need to be saved. And gotten a lot of people saved. So, when you are suffering from agabarinus, you don't have outreaches. You don't have crusades. You don't have breakfast meetings. You don't have, and the sign of it is, let me show you the sign. The sign of it is that on Sundays, alright, there are no converts. Most times, such pastors don't even have altar calls. But when they even do, you can have a church of 100 people and you, you make an altar call and nobody comes for you to give their life to Christ. Because you see, sinners do not actively enter your church. Sinners must be made to come into the church. They must be dragged from the streets, from the highways, from the drinking bars, from the street corners, from wherever they are, they must be made to come. That is what Jesus meant. He said, compel them to come in. Compel them to come in. Compel them to come in. They are suffering from agar barrenness. You don't have converts. You don't have new people joining the church. Because you don't, listen to this, you don't have systems, departments, activities within your church that are focused on sinners to drop them draw them on regular basis. Does it make sense to you? Huh? Yeah. One of the signs 
that I showed you that if it exists in your church, it means you are suffering from barrenness. It's the absence of new members. And the lack of increase in the number of your members. How does your how how do how does your membership increase? You can pray for 24 hours. But if you don't do something, it simply does not happen that way. You see, God has made it in such a way that in the building of his church, we have a part that we have to play. And then he also has a part. That is what Paul meant when he said in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, I have planted, Apollos has watered, but God gave the increase. There must be planting by us and there must be watering by us. One of the, one of the planting and the watering is we intentionally, as a pastor, intentionally going out into the sea of sinners and unbelievers and coming out of structures, activities, programs that draws them into the church. The lack of that and the absence of that is what is causing you to be barren. You have a part to play. You have. The Bible says we are laborers together with God. First Corinthians 3 9. We are laborers together with God. Laborers. You have to labor with God. Hallelujah. As for the increase, it comes from God. Yeah. As for the increase, it comes from God. Because John said, a man can receive nothing except it is given to him from above. But ours is to plant and ours is to water. Ours is to plant Ours is to water. So things like prayer, things like evangelism, visitation, caring for the sheep, praying for them, training them, are all part of the planting and the watering. And when we have done that, we allow God to do his part, which is blessing the watering and the planting that we have done and causing that to grow. No farmer in his right senses can expect to reap harvest when he has not sown. The law of reaping and broken and, and reaping of sowing and reaping.
cannot be broken. No matter how much you pray, no matter how much you intercede, if you don't sow, God has nothing. He has nothing to bless. So you have to sow outreaches. Now, unfortunately, soul winning has been thrown out of the church. That is why, give me that book. I introduced that book to you. How to preach salvation. Now, let's solve, how do we solve agar barrenness? Number one, number one, preach a lot about salvation from the pulpit. Preach a lot about salvation from the pulpit. Teach your people that we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Teach your people that we are the we are the, the, the people that God has charged with the spreading of the gospel. Teach your people that soul winning is the first assignment of a believer. Teach your people that fulfilling the great commission, making disciples for Jesus is the last and the most important instruction that Jesus gave to his church. Teach a lot about sowing. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you preach salvation, if you teach them about evangelism, if you teach them about working for God, winning the loss, all right? The ordinary members who are in, in your church, you'll be surprised that they'll rise up to become some of the most effective and most powerful soul winners ever. But we must first cause them to hear. So once again, I want to introduce this book to you. How you can preach salvation. Give me, tell them. Alright? And I went through it in the morning. There are different messages. Messages on the blood. Messages on the love of God. Messages on Jesus' interactions with different personalities. Amen. We must preach the pure message of salvation. We must not disregard it from the pulpit. From the pulpit. Mr. Pastor, listen. The reason why we have members in our churches but they are winning nobody is because we have not shown them the importance of soul winning. We have not taught them. What, what are we teaching them? Breakthrough. And after that, what else? More breakthrough. And after that, what? More and more breakthrough. 
prosperity, increase, elevation, how you can be exalted, and how you can have dominion over money. Money come now. And there is nothing wrong with the prosperity message. It is a Bible message, but because we have overemphasized it, all that our members have heard is how to prosper. They have not heard that that it is their duty to win the loss. They have not heard that. So they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to, to do it. They don't even know how to evangelize. They don't. Yes. They don't know how to do person to person evangelism. Presently, I was teaching some Bible students and I took them through how to do person to person evangelism. I gave them several points and they were looking at me with amazement. We have Christians sitting in the church. They don't win anybody. They don't have the love and compassion for sinners. They don't care about sinners. And the reason is that that is not the emphasis from the pulpit. You see, your sheep pastors are a reflection of what you are talking to them about from the pulpit. Whatever, now listen to this. This is a powerful key. Whatever you want from your sheep. Alright? You don't need to fight, argue, quarrel, you know, with them on personal basis or whatever. Stand in the pulpit, open the Bible, and speak from there with conviction. And don't teach one-off messages. Do series. Series. That is why Bishop Doug has a book. Tell them 120 reasons why you must be a soul winner. 120 reasons why. This is, this is a pastor, okay, giving 120 reasons to his members why they must be so winners. And you cannot preach such a message over a, a, a two-week period. It has to be several weeks. But the result is that by the time you finish, you will convert your whole church into a soul winning machine. When you suffer from agabariness, the outreach aspect, the fruit-bearing aspect of your church or your ministry is not where it's destroyed or it doesn't exist. The souls, you are surrounded by souls, you are surrounded by sinners, you are surrounded by unbelievers, they are everywhere, but you cannot find them in your church because there is no magnet. You don't have a magnetic 
system that pulls them out of the alleys, out of the hedges, out of the street corners to bring them into the church. If you understand that. So, what is the practical application? How do you come out of this? Write it down. When you go back from this conference, set up systems, processes, departments, activities eh, that are geared towards reaching out to sinners. Unbelievers. On a regular basis. Hallelujah. There are so many things that, give me the mega church book. There are so many things that you can do and tomorrow I'm going to take you through a lot for the treatment of agar barrenness. But let me share with you from this book, The Mega Church, one such principle. Hallelujah. So get this book if you don't have it. And remember, they are all in the Macarius Library. The Secret of Industrialization. The secret of industrialization. Amen. Amen. The secret of industrialization. I'm not talking to you about the treatment. I said you must set up systems, processes, departments, activities that are geared to the regular winning of souls. How do you do that? Number one, use the secret of industrialization. How many of you want to be rich in souls? Rich in souls. Is it as pastors? We too, we have a business. Jesus said, occupy till I come. Do business till I come. Business, alright, is a series of activities, organized activities that is undertaken with the aim of making, I mean, products, having profits, achieving profits, fruits, and things like that. So selling cars and selling car parts and selling commercial goods, there are all types of businesses. All right. Okay. Doing soul winning, bringing people into the kingdom, preaching, teaching, caring for them, looking after them, for them to be established into the kingdom is also another form of business. 
currency is souls. Souls. So just as the, the industrialized world has, the developed world has industrialized, used, you know, complex industries to become rich, produce cars, produce gadgets, to become rich. If the church also industrializes by coming out with different ways of winning souls on a regular basis, every church will also be rich in souls. We will not be poor in souls. We will not lack souls. We will have abundance of souls. Our problem will be where to keep them. We will have to embark on bigger and bigger and bigger church building projects to keep all the souls that we are getting. Hallelujah. Hmm? An industry is a deliberately or intentionally organized system. It comes out of a well-defined product on a regular basis. It does not only produce its products when it is convenient, nor does it produce goods accidentally. An industry is also very profit-oriented. Any nation that does not establish industries is doomed to buy second-hand things forever. That is why your church, you are always coercing people from other churches to join. Because you don't have soul-winning industry in your church. There are churches like that. Yeah. One time I went to minister at a certain church. And the pastor told me, he said, when we have programs, this place is full. But on Sundays, we don't have anything. He was now learning how to industrialize into soul winning. Do you understand it? And, 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 and what he was doing was that he was having his programs at such a time that all of us, our church members, were free. Do you get it? Including your church members. And my church members. And so they'll flock there. But when he had his Sunday service, when only his church members had to gather, he, no, he, he told me, he told me, he told me, that was the reason why he was asking me to help because it's like it's like you know now he wants to have sheep not borrow sheep not second hand souls may you be delivered from getting second hand souls in the name of Jesus I see you industrializing receive a soul winning industry 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 in your church. When you go back from this conference, establish a soul winning industry in your church. Whose aim is to continuously on regular basis in an intentional manner. Listen to the words I'm using. Regularly 
intentional. Continuously. Continuously. Intentional. Intentional that is planned. Your church will never, listen now, your church will never grow if you live on the largest of, you know, people just passing by. You know the way it is. Somebody came to your area. He was looking for a church. He just spending one week. Did you see? Just looking for. You see, you see somebody, you are very excited. So, oh yeah, I came, you know, from Jelukope last week. I was just, my church is not around. And I was looking for a place. That's why I came. Then you see the pastor, your face has now changed. If you want to overcome agar barrenness, set up a soul winning industry, soul winning factory, soul winning factory in your church. Occupy, do business till I come. That is, industrialize and commercialize of diligence until I come. In other words, Jesus expects us to make the business of soul winning as a very serious enterprise. Soul winning should be intentional and not incidental. Many pastors are afraid of starting churches because they do not know how to win souls. Others don't know how to follow up and establish converts in the Lord. They only know how to break churches and take away half of somebody else's church members. No industry turns out a car accidentally. It is a deliberate planned exercise. It is time for us to deliberately win souls with the regularity of a factory. I'm teaching you how to overcome a gabarinous which means that your reproductive organs, your outreach department of your, of your ministry is dead and non-functional. How do you overcome it? Set up so many factories. Create an industry. In our new church, we started eight months now. Every Sunday, on the average, 50 new converts. 50 new converts. Every Sunday. And, and that is on the low side. Ah, you, you are the N NBC people. Eh? Yeah. What, am I saying the truth? No, stand up. You are, you are the administrator there. What, what are, the, what are the, the numbers that you get? Sometimes 70, when we don't get 50, this excludes the people who are there for the first time. Sometimes you can even get 50 first timers, 60 first timers. I'm not even talking about first time. First timers are people who are visiting your church. I'm talking about converts. When you make the altar call. Yeah. How many? Bishop, minimum 50 on the average. Now listen. If you have 50 converts, every Sunday. And there are four Sundays in a month. That is 200 souls. 200 souls. 
Alright? And God willing, tomorrow, I'm going to show you when you get the souls. Because there's another cause of barrenness. This time, your factory has been set up. It is producing souls. But you don't know how to keep the souls. That is called shakor barrenness. But all your diseases are going to be healed in the name of Jesus. Show me that it is important for my ministry to develop the habit. Listen to this to develop the habit of having a monthly outreach without needing a special exhortation to do so. Are you understanding that? So, so you have to set up the factory and train the people in such a way that you don't need to prompt them. 28 today is 28. Go for outreach. No, they themselves will know. They themselves will know that they have to do outreach. See, that is the work of the pastor. That is what you spend your time and your energy doing, equipping the saints for the work of service, training them. Wow. How many of you understand the teaching? Is it practical to you? Do you understand it? Do you know what to do? How many of you now know what to do? To overcome this, this type. Is it this type? This type of barrenness. Where the regenerative organs are not working. Let me conclude on this one and we go home. Hmm? Car factories do not need a charismatic manager to preach about the importance of producing their product for the month. In contrast, churches and ministries seem to need a special emotional seminar on soul winning. Without this, everybody forgets about the harvest. That is why I initiated ministries and fellowships. So that we would win more souls every month. Amen? And you realize that you, 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 as a pastor, you see, you may not even be directly involved. But because of the way you have set up the church and trained them and released the people, eh, they are able to achieve the results. 
the secret of industrialization. This is one of the ways to overcome other violence. You must have every month hundreds of converts. Hundreds. Hundreds of converts. Yeah. You will lose some. But some will remain. You will lose some. But some will remain. And that's the reason why that in eight months already our church has become so large. Because of the industry. And we keep on increasing. When we launched the church, we had 30, 34 industries. Last week when I, I, I checked, we have crossed 90. 90 industries. So winning industries. And all that we do is to keep on creating the industries. And the industries have the aim. Their aim is, they are out there. They are out there. Is this a sinner? Is this a sinner? It's, it's, it's a huge magnetic industry. May God give you the power. May God give you the power and the grace. Receive that power. Receive that grace right now. Receive that anointing right now. Receive that power right now. To set up soul winning industries. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet and lift up your hands and pray. And ask God to help you. Lift up your hands and pray. And ask God to help you. Lift up your hands and pray. Oh Lord help me. Oh Lord help me. Oh Lord help me. Oh Lord, help me. Oh Lord, help me. Oh Lord, help me to industrialize my church, to set up soul winning industries. Lord. Outreaches. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Lift up your voice and help pray. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus, to industrialize my church. Help me, Lord, to industrialize my church. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray for the help of God. Ask for the help of God. Ask for the help of God. Lord, help me. Help me to set up a soul winning industry in my church, oh God. Help me to set up a soul winning industry in my church, oh God. Help me to identify different, different channels. How souls can be brought into the church. Uh, channels from which souls uh, can be won. Souls can come to the church. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Open my eyes. Reveal to me what to do. The industry. That will bring souls into the church. Reveal them to me, Lord. 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 Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus.
Jesus to set up the soul winning industries in my church to call, to industrialize my church, to industrialize my church, to turn out more souls, to turn out more souls, to turn out more souls. Lord, give me revelation. Lord, give me insight. What to do to turn out more souls, to industrialize my church. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Lift up your voice, lift up your hands, pray, pray. Oh Lord, give me the wisdom, give me the wisdom, give me the wisdom to industrialize my church. Help me to teach on soul winning, on evangelism. Give me the burden, oh God. Help me to turn my workers, my church, into a soul winning machine in the name of Jesus. I want to see your hands lifted up, praying, crying to God. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Father, heal us from agar barrenness. Yes. Heal us. Give us the burden for souls. Let us become soul winning preachers. Help us to turn our churches into soul-winning machines. Yes, Lord. Grant us the grace. Yes, Grant us the anointing of God. Yes, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. We give you praise. Give us laborers. Yes. Give us laborers. Yes. Give us laborers. Yes, give us willing people. Committed people, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And now heal us as pastors. Give us a new understanding of your heart for the loss of this world, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Fakokaswa. Please note our service time. Sunday 9.30 a.m. Jesus Encounter Service. 
Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., Glory Encounter R. There's an all night, the last Friday of every month. There's also counseling sessions from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily from Tuesday to Friday. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.